welcome back, Absolute Worldy listeners, to the third and final instalment of our journey through the FIFA Women's World Cup 2019 groups. Kyle? Yes, Joel? Swallow that, swallow that coffee down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coffee's a strong choice. It's time for groups E and F. E and F, but we're going to reverse it. We're sick of hearing my voice first. God, let's hear Joel's So first. I'm going to do group F and you're going to do group E. And I know what you're thinking, listeners. Guys, boys... Weren't you joined by guests for the last two episodes? Listeners, you'd be right. And it's no different today. Welcome back, friend of the podcast, Sadie. Yay! Sadie Clark. today. Sadie Clark, how are you doing? I'm good. Are you ready to get knee-deep in Women's World Cup? <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say you're ready to get needy. If you want to be, you can be needy about the World Cup. Needy for facts. Needy for facts, I am, because I haven't done my research. Well, don't worry, don't you worry there, because because as our listeners will know, having listened to the previous two episodes, Kyle and I have done quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> listeners, Sadie turned up dismayed. I haven't done any research, she said. We said, don't worry about it. We've done too much, if anything. <laughs> yep, we're trying to keep it to about an hour. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Are you excited for the Women's World Cup? I'm so excited. Right, good. <laughs> no, I am actually. I'm very excited. Very excited. Said to someone last weekend at a party, um, looking forward to the World Cup next week. It was a man. They said, oh, what, the, the rugby? I don't think that's happening. I was like, no, 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 the football World Cup. They were like, no, 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 that was, um, no, 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 we don't have one for another, I think they said another three years. They'd be correct for the men's side <laughs> of the game. And, and then I, I took great gleeful pride in saying, oh, it's the Women's Football World Cup next week. Um, can I and ask what reaction he was reaction very you embarrassed. Got? Embarrassed? He was really embarrassed. Was he ashamed of himself? He was really he ashamed of himself. What did he say? Uh, he was, he was shook his head. Yeah, they can't see what I'm doing. Like, we so did say what you were it. doing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, He shook his head and put his head in his hands and was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Well, good. And then I told, I told him he had internal misogyny in his bones. I mean, I think, to be fair to that guy, you did sort of set him up a bit. I know. We'd just finished watching the Liverpool-Tottenham um, Tottenham Hale game. Oh, callback. Yep. That was you hot know spurs. it's hot spur now, don't you? I know it's hot spur now, but... Wait, hot spurs or hot spur? Hot spur. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's that now. Yes. But for those of you that listen to my sexy phlegm episode, you'll know that I call it Tottenham Hale for the whole episode. And we didn't correct we you. Didn't correct me. That's the kind of guys we were that week. Um, well, good. I'm glad you're looking forward to it. So you'll be aware that last summer, Kyle and I came up with some uh, snappy names for the facts that we provided for the football teams and the Men's World Cup. Indeed, that, they were very impressive. That was held in Russia. Yes, of course. The the Russian roulette, the Moscow Mule, the Hot to Trotsky, and the Putin Pravda Point. Would you like to hear the names for the stats that we've got for you today? I cannot wait. Kyle, over I'll to you. I'll go through because by now the listeners have heard it three times. So, uh, best player uh, is Lee. Keep your eyes peeled. Le keep your Le eyes keep peeled. Your eyes because, peeled. Oh, okay, the tournament's okay. in France. I, <laughs> I know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, facts that are good to know that you can use as ammo in the pub to impress people mm-hmm. or at parties. Mm-hmm. Nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you tell the other two because I've forgotten them. <laughs> uh, the potential villain of the piece, the person who who might have a terrible, terrible day playing at the World Cup, which would be an awful thing for all of us, but it may, may well happen. They're the villanelle, the villanelle. And finally, the category that you're going to help us out with today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the uh, the attractive player that we are delegating to our guests because we're such. Nice people. Now, Sadie, we could tell you, actually, or you can have a little think and you can name it yourself because our first guest liked the name. The second guest wasn't that keen. Now, it's your category, French-themed, to do with attractiveness. You can call it whatever you want. So those are the categories, and we're going to crack on, starting with Group F after this. Everyone's talking about So we're subverting. We're not going to do E, even though we've done A, B, C, D. We're going to start with F. And Sadie, I'm going to start with the favourites to win the entire tournament. That's right. It's the United States of America. Oh, damn. I thought it was going to be England. No, we've covered them, the Lionesses. They're not the favourites. Uh, no, it's it's Team USA, which is the nickname of Team USA. That's their nickname. Well, well sometimes they're called the USWNT, which is the United States Women's National Team. W, yeah, that, that's nice. USWNT. The, the US Women. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, th- th- listen, they're, they're, they're favourites for the reason. Uh, my niece to know facts about the USA. Yeah. Want me to crack on with them? 
Yeah. Here we go. So their favourites win the whole thing. They didn't lose a single game in 2018. They didn't lose once. Was 2018 the last... No, there was, was no li- World Cup was for just them literally last year. Last year. <laughs> they would have been maybe in, in a tournament or qualification, definitely in qualification for this World Cup. Yes. And did they win the World Cup the year before? Yes, they did. They did. They are the holders. They are the most successful team in Women's World Cup football. Um, and would you like to know a little bit about why? Yeah. Uh, well, we're all familiar with the US Constitution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like the US Constitution, because of all these like amendments that we all know about, or like the well, that what's that one with the guns? Uh, the thirteenth is is a, I think is the prison one. The what's the one about the guns? Is the one where they're like they're Fourth? like my f- f- second, my amendment, whatever. Fourth. Something First amendment. amendment. All I know is that it's the something amendment. And they were like my right. Anyway, like I always feel like the US Constitution. I hear about like in a negative way, or like they're trying to overturn the good things. Well, guys. The 1972 passage of the federal legislation known as Title IX, IX is 10? Nine. Nine. Uh, uh, was the law that made it illegal to discriminate on the basis of sex in any federally funded activity. So that basically means that if there's any money coming from a federal basis into a sport mm. or any other activity uh, going into men's, it has to go into women's too. So because Equally. there, Yes. Oh. So because there was money going into the men's sport, even though it wasn't, it's obviously in America not such a big deal, soccer... It had to go into the women's as well. And so since 1972, the US women's national team have been funded in a way that no other female football uh, international team has been funded. Because basically no other nation puts money into their women's teams. or They have done started to recently, but since 1972, the US have done it equally. God bless that God, that gun-loving US Constitution. Oh yeah, you've got to love the US Constitution. It's a great thing for, for football in this sense. It's a great thing for football here. Yeah. Possibly not for many other human rights. We'll take them up on those later. Yeah. They won the first World Cup in 1991. So having uh, been funded from 1972, they played their first international match in 1985, which they actually lost to Italy. Uh, but then by 1991, with the, all this money coming in, they, they were the first world champions, the first women's world champions as a result. Now, so the, as, a, as a prize for winning a World Cup... Uh, what would you like to be given as you uh, just finished the final? You're knackered. It's me not... personally. Yeah, you've if all... I but uh, the sort of some sort of male dignitary is giving everyone something. What would you think he might like to give to you? What would you feel happy with? How about a bouquet of flowers? No, I'd like some water, please. Okay, well, I'm sure they'll give you water. But the, in 1991, <laughs> they run also, around quite a lot. <laughs> they also gave all the women a bouquet of flowers, which they didn't really know what to do with, so held them aloft like a torch. The Americans did win it, and then in 1999, they won their second one. Uh, in a penalty shootout against China in front of more than 90,000 fans uh, at the Rose Bowl in America. They won it on home soil. 90,000 fans at a women's football match. Unheard of at any point until then. An extraordinary thing. They are literally the epitome of the women's game. Everything is built around what the USWNT do. Uh, the youth participation in, in football since that 1999 win, uh, it's, the, it's the number one sport for women in America. So male... Male sports people in America might play baseball, baseball, basketball, or American football, but women play soccer. Soccer mom. That'll be why. That's what because soccer mom is such an American thing. Such an American term, but yeah. that will be the soccer all... mums of girls. Yeah, exactly. They've won three World Cups and they've never finished worse than third in the tournament, which is extraordinary. And they've also won four Olympic gold medals in their history. They are extraordinary. That's my niece to know facts about the United States. Essentially, they are the team to beat. I have to say that is niece to know. It is niece to know. know. I think we should start campaigning for women's football to have equal funding here in England. 100%. Agree. Start that Twitter campaign when I get home. You'd start it now if you want. <laughs> no, don't. Listen to us. Hashtag Talk to fund us. equally. That, no, that was just... We'll me. work on the we'll hashtag. hashtag. We'll work on that just as much as we're working on a, a French pun to do with... attractiveness. Uh, attractiveness. Uh, hashtag fund equally is quite good. Football fund equally. FFE. FFE. BFFE. Uh, <laughs> be funding football equally. BFFE. Oh, dear. Uh, so, do you want to know about my uh, Le Keep Your Eyes Peeled 
I'm honestly going to go with the whole team. Yes. They you are... can't go with the whole team. I'll pick one out, but I'm going to tell you now that most of their team would walk into any other team in the world. Are you saying it's a team of 11 superstars? It is. They super are. Super soccer stars. Super soccer I'm Sorry, stars. I stand corrected. I meant super soccer stars. <laughs> SSS. BFFE. <laughs> we're just, we're just abbreviating everything. Abbreviating initially. <laughs> Good. Uh, if I'm going to have to choose one, if I have to say one to keep your eye on, I would say probably Megan Rapinoe. She mm-hmm. is iconic. She's one of the best players in the world. This will be her third and possibly her last World Cup finals appearance. Uh, she was with the squad that won the tournament in 2015. Uh, she's been named a World Cup All-Star, whatever the hell that is. I guess that's like a... I imagine like, they do like a team at the end and they're like, these are the best players. I think it. I think it, Americans like to do a, like a, it's a Hall of Fame type of thing. So if you're if you're a legend of the sport, like you sort of get put in this sort of like vault of legends. But do they pick only American players, or is it like a vault of worldwide legends? This sounds like a, a worldwide legend thing. But yeah, the idea so. like is the a... dream team if you could pick from all of the world throughout the ages as well, not oh, just today wow. but like forever. Okay. Uh, so she came out in 2012. Uh, as we've mentioned uh, numerous times, uh, homosexuality within the women's game is so much more accepted than it is in the men's game. Uh, uh, she's had various famous girlfriends, but since 2017, she has been with the women's NBA star, Sue Bird. Rapino oh. and Bird. Yeah. So, Sound like a crack crime team. <laughs> Sue Bird. Rapino and Bird. We've uh, done it again, ladies. Yeah. Oh, we could never have solved that caper if it wasn't for the crime style and fightings of... Settle down, Rapineau. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. How tall is is Bird? Um, she plays for the WNBA, so she's got to be tall. She's got to be in excess of six foot. She's, I, a, she's a point guard as well, and that's a tall position. I don't think Rapineau's that tall. It's not, I know what I'm, no, I'm obsessing over heights. Height? I don't know. People do that. People well, talk about heights and relationships. Yeah, but I love a taller a taller person. A taller person? <laughs> I love a taller person than me. Exactly, I think my clearly does rapper know. Yeah, I mean, pr- previously to that, she was with uh, Sarah Walsh, who plays for the Aussies in soccer or NBA. In soccer, um, she is. Uh, she's not only is she a wonderful player, not only is she uh, a gay icon since coming out in 2012, but she's also uh, taken a knee during the um, uh, American national anthem in support of Colin Kaepernick's uh, protests. Oh, yeah. um, and finally. Uh, when American sports teams do well, they always go to the White House. And uh, she has preemptively said that if they win the World Cup, she will not go and meet Donald Trump. Yes. Surely they all should not go. Surely none of them want to go. I would have thought none of them want to go, but she has explicitly come out and said that she's not going to go and meet the, 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 the president. I think she's missing a trick there. I think she should go with Sue go and together. Meghan. should go together, hand in hand, Aww. stand there right in front of him and say... We're Bird and Rapineau. What of it? <laughs> we are a crow fighting duo and we've heard you've got some dealings with some Russians. Oh, that's the worst chatbot that we can possibly <laughs> he, have. He likes, uh, he likes athletes. Yeah. But does he like lesbian athletes? Let's find out. Well, let's find out. He did a an very annoying tweet that really pissed me off about Pride Month. Anyway, let's not get into it. Clearly what did he say? It was all like loving about how much she loves the LGBT community. No, you don't, Trump! Anyway. Yeah, very true. Um, it was clearly not written by him because it made sense grammatically. So. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Take that, Trump! Do, do, do. That was a. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's a Trump chatbot. That's the Trump chatbot. <laughs> you really love these. <laughs> is, that the, is that the USA? Villanelle. No, exactly. I was going to say, moving on from uh, one famous villain to the potential Villanelle. So right back, Ali Krieger and the backup keeper, Ashlyn Harris, who uh, are, are con- they confirmed in March that they are engaged. They play for the same team. They both play for the, uh, for the national team and they're engaged. And my thought is, and this is my Villanelle thought, follow me through this narrative, if you will. Gladly. Imagine they're engaged. <laughs> they're, they're, they're playing for the same team. Everything's going well. And then they have a bust up. They have a fallout. Everyone on the team has to pick a side in the in the split up of the engagement, and the whole U.S. national team falls apart because of uh, a fight between an engaged couple. I'd be Team Krieger. Would you be Team Krieger or Team Harris? I'd be Team Harris. And why would you be Team Harris? Because because <laughs> she's gorgeous. And she is your pick for the pun she that you're about to. Is s- my pick for the? Oh, don't make me do it, Mademoiselle Vavavu. <laughs> That's what we've been using. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Uh, Lolo Brow uh, in the previous episode asked us to change it to Madame Vavavoom. Well, you've got the whole episode to come up with something different. So your Madame okay. Vavavoom is Ashlyn Harris. Want to explain to the listeners why? Well, what? You, am I supposed to talk physically through whatever, whatever like I find say. attractive about this? You explain as she's being some... in front of me. Y- yes. Okay, well, she's got gorgeous cheekbones, for one. She's wearing a tank top. Always a big fan of a tank top. For she's the record, got... she won't be wearing that on the pitch. <laughs> she's got lovely arms. She won't be on the pitch. She's a backup goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn. Um, actually, I don't normally like tattoos, but I do like them on her. She's got a sleeve. She's got a sleeve, and it's just very sexy. She's and got a... lovely hair as well. And an expensive watch, if that's your thing. Mm, no, I wasn't I wasn't focusing on the watch. Take it off, Ashley. Just more on her face. She's just got a lovely face and, and lovely hair. Lovely hair. Uh, and on that lovely hair note, that is the end of Team USA. Everyone's talking about the So let's continue with Group F. And the next team up in Group F, it's the real minnows of this tournament whose men's team have never been to a World Cup, so they've done something before the men's team. Get in. Whoop, whoop. It's Thailand, a.k.a. Chaba Kael. Well, there's no need for that. <laughs> Chaba Shame their body image. Ka- ka- K-A-E-W. Kaewa? Oh, sorry, I thought you said chubby. Chaba. Oh, C-H-A-B-A. so sorry. C-H-A-B-A. Kaewa. It means glass hibiscus. Glass, glass hibiscus. hibiscus? That's the name of the team. That's the most so esoteric artistic. name we've had. Yep. Uh, so um, uh, they are, like I say, this is uh, this is an extraordinary achievement for Thailand uh, and something that they've achieved before the men's team have ever achieved it. The men's team have never been to the World Cup, which is pretty great. It's nice when the women's team, uh, women's national team from from a from a nation does better than the men's. Let me hit you with some nice to know facts. The former Thailand international, I really apologise for any Thai listeners, and we do have some listeners in Thailand. I'm very sorry for these uh, pronu- from these pronunciations. Nguyen Gruatai Satongguyen is the coach. However, she's not the manager. They have a general manager in their setup, and this is a little bit odd. Okay. They are managed by Nualfan Lam San. She's the general manager. She also pays a large part of the national team's budget. How does she do that? Well, she's not a footballer herself. She did have experience in sports team management, and she was appointed the manager of the Thai team in the Far East and South Pacific Games for the Disabled. And after that uh, showing, which was in the noughties, six years ago, she was approached by the then president of the Football Association of Thailand, Warari Makudi, to manage the women's football team. So who is this Noel Fan Lamsam who's managing the women's football team and paying some of the wages? I can tell you what, I've never heard of her. No, Sadie? (laughs) No, I never have either. She's the CEO of Mwang Thai Insurance and is the daughter of Fotipok and Yupa, and the sister of Wanaporn von Prepper and Sarah, therefore the CEO of Mwang Thai Life Assurance. <gasps> she owns the Hermes distributor, oh. Saint Honore. N- looking at, looking mm, blank. You know, that, you know that image where you've got your hand over your head? Yeah. Zoom, I don't know what you mean. She's she, she's the she's a she's on the fucking Fortune 500 company of Thailand essentially. Oh, I see. She's, yeah. a, she's like a CEO businesswoman. She runs a. a so that's how she has the money to just pop it in. Can them. I ask what's the problem with that? They need funding. It's just bizarre. When was the last time you heard of uh, a national team not being managed by their governing body? I mean, I can tell you the Jamaican team are funded by Bob Marley's daughter. Yes, we, we did. We, we discussed that. that in the last episode. So this is, but this is. But it, so if she walked into the into the training center, you're telling me they would say, "I'm sorry." Ms. Marley, get out. No, they'd, I they'd, agree. They'd let her make agree. decisions. Yes, but it would. does have that sort of... Yeah, but that's... It, you shouldn't be saying to someone... I don't think... Right, okay. The Thai women's team are, are, are being managed by someone who's rich. That's not okay. That's like... That's like basically... It's not ideal. It's not great, right? But you don't, we don't well, wait, know how hands-on Wait, who would it normally be? Is. It would normally be like a football expert rather than just someone who's like, oh, right. I want to chuck some money at the, you. Yeah. Okay. But she might not have... One, she might not have any involvement in the day-to-day goings-on of the first team from a football perspective. She probably doesn't. And two, she might be very good at what she does. I, I, I just find it slightly disconcerting that when you're talking about a national team that's run by the football association of that country... They've appointed somebody who is a business expert and multimillionaire to fund the team. Surely the money should be coming from. They should split like 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 in America, like Sadie said. We should be. What's the hashtag? Um, hashtag fund equally. <laughs> fund football equally. F F E. 
That's what it is. FFE. FFE. Um, that's definitely not an acronym for anything else. <laughs> FFE. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm just saying. I'm sure, sure it's something. Uh, but like the the point is, they should be funded equally by the by the FA. As it is, they, there's no man. There's no similar thing for the Thai men's team. She's she's filling a shortfall. The reason they asked her to do it is not because she's like a brilliant footballing expert. Because they needed someone to put to get them out of jail and put money into the team. Listen to the Absolute Worldly Football Podcast, the only football podcast in Britain that gets into the ins and outs of the management of the Thai women's football team. You heard it here first, you heard it here last, keep listening. Look, keep your eyes peeled for the forward Kanjana Sungungwen. She's played for Thailand since 2009, she scored some important goals. She's a 32-year-old veteran uh, and she scored the two goals that earned them their place in this tournament. Wow. You're going to keep your eyes peeled for her? I am going to keep my eyes. My eyes, my eyes peeled. Excellent. Because I'm going to watch every single game. Well, specifically, you're going to watch the Thai game looking for like a woman in a suit on the... Uh... <laughs> I can't wait to watch her. <laughs> Uh, I read an interview with her and it's like a very, very sexist interview by a Bangkok newspaper that starts with the sentence, uh, every person who interviews uh, uh, Fan Lam Sam uh, talks about her beauty and I couldn't resist doing the same. Oh my uh, God. And they literally yawn. Ask, he asks her about her beauty regime. Uh, That's the first question. She's a CEO of like uh, a major multinational corporation. People often ask me about my beauty regime. What do you say? I say, serum first, then moisturiser twice a day. The villanelle of the team, potentially. So, there is a player for the team. She's the only uh, sort of big world name. She's called Suchawidi Niltamrung. Although, in America, where she plays her football, she's known as Miranda. And annulled. Uh, so she has a Thai father, an American mother. Why didn't you just? You just wanted to attempt her name. That when That's she pl- her name, when she her... plays for Thailand, she is called Suchawadi Nil Tamrong. Oh, so she's just she's Americanized it and taken the Nil. That's yeah, the bit she took. Yeah, Nil Tamrong is is the same. Yeah. Usually, she has in Western Thailand. people can't pronounce names properly, so it's much easier to just be like, "My name's Miranda." I like the fact that you said usually because I've just pronounced it so <laughs> beautifully. Bang on! That was bang on. Um, so why am I calling her the the potential villanelle? There's a lot of pressure on her shoulders. She plays football in in the US. Uh, she uh, shone brightly at the 2018 AFC Women's Asian Cup. She's strong. She's skillful. She's also they're a quite slight team. They're quite a um, small team in general, like physically. She's only she's one of the only players uh, over five foot ten. So there's just a lot of pressure on her shoulders. I don't want her to crumble. I don't want her to be the villanelle, but she may well be. Um, she's and, over five foot ten. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Very tall. That is really tall. Indeed. Uh, and speaking of her, she is also our. Over to you, Sadie. <laughs> Voulez-vous que play avec moi is and, what I've renamed and it. That's better than Mademoiselle Vavavou. Yeah. I like it because it's a play on words. Good. So, voulez-vous come play? <laughs> <laughs> come play. Voulez-vous que play. Sorry, you're right. That's, that's That makes more sense. Voulez-vous que play avec moi? Suchawidi Niltamrong. Tell, tell me about Suchawidi Niltamrong. I just think she's cute. And what's her name? Michelle Nild. Miranda. Miranda Nild. Miranda Nild. Uh, great teeth. Beautiful eyebrows. Very nice eyes, actually, as well. Lovely hair again. Clearly, I'm a big fan of long, luscious, delicious hair. Delicious hair. Tasty I can, hair. I believe that she's five foot ten. She's got a very long neck. Yeah. She does have a very long neck. Yeah, I think she might be over 5 foot 10. She's 1, one metre 75. Although, I think that neck might look longer than it is based on where her hair is. Because if you look at ah, where her shoulders are... That, yeah. I mean, that's good photography. <laughs> Indeed. And that is Thailand. Should we move on to Chile? Uh, yeah, let's do Chile. Las Chicas de Rojo. Before it warms up. Very good. <laughs> Terrible. Las Chicas de Rojo, the, the women of red. Or the girls Oh, that's red. their name. Do they yeah. wear a red uniform then? They do. They do. Blue shorts. Yes, indeed. Wow, multicolored. Yeah, it's very. It's a good. It's a good uniform. Does that ever happen in any of the men's teams? Brazil, yellow top, blue shorts. Same for the women. Oh, I thought Brazil they had green and yellow shorts. Uh, there is green trimming on the shorts. They have been known to wear green, but it's mm-hmm. normally yellow and dark blue. Okay, green move, socks. Moving, moving on. Green socks. Always green <laughs> socks. So yeah, let's let's not disrespect Chile. That's the first time Sadie's asked us to move on. I think. Yeah. <laughs> But we should. We should. If the guests are saying it, Joel, we should. <laughs> Chile needs to know. At one point, they didn't step foot on a football pitch for more than two years. Why? In fact, for 981 days. 
Why? So, the Chile national team uh, were basically so badly funded, they were so badly represented by their by their FA, they were so completely ignored by a combination of financial mismanagement and a sort of machismo that, that meant that they weren't considered to be uh, viable, that they lost their FIFA status. So they became not recognised by the international uh, body. Just the women's team. Of course, just the women's team. Absolutely disgusting. So uh, they were completely neglected. Um, the president who was also implicated in the FIFA corruption scandal for his party, pleaded guilty to racketeering conspiracy and wire fraud uh, conspiracy. Uh, he was implicated as well in societal sexism, uh, which made uh, one of the players say at the time, it made me mad, but it mainly made me sad because we fought for that FIFA ranking. I know all the effort that we made and my teammates made before me and after me. How horrific is that? Mm. These women played so hard and they climbed up the rankings to become one of the... Uh, major teams in world football and through the corruption and sexism from the top of the FA they lost their status and so therefore didn't play for 981 days extraordinary it makes you I mean it definitely points to the sort of concept that maybe the, the women's game should have its own association uh, mm. management mm. It, yeah um, absolutely and, um, so FIFA is in charge of like all fo- the men and the women's teams yes yeah, yeah. Um, but is mostly run by FIFA corrupt. is like a governing yeah. body, but then each each organization in each separate country has their own management structure as well, and mm. that, that's where the the relationship between the, them and FIFA sometimes goes awry because mm. of financial misdealings. And misdealings, um, and would it be correct to assume that most of them are managed by men? Uh, I think they are almost solely managed by men. There are a, f- a handful of women involved in the FIFA management. Mm. Uh, so uh, the the uh, Rothfeld, the same player, Owen Rothfeld, said that the national team stopped training altogether. Uh, the players received no explanation from the Chilean national body as to why the women's program had simply been disbanded. Uh, the the pro- profiteering racketeering guy was replaced, and he said, "We've made a complete diagnosis of the reality of women's football in Chile, and it's been detected that for different reasons the sport was immersed in an absolute abandonment." So, what did the Chilean women do? Uprising! Essentially, they formed a uh, a union. They unionised around uh, women's football and they formed something called the National Association of Female Footballers, ANJUFF, in order to try and push the the national body to recognise the women's team again. And they succeeded. Not only did they succeed, on their first ever game back, they beat Peru 12-0. Emphatic. Yes, wow. In front of 10,000 fans, even though the media hadn't uh, covered it and there was no advertising. And not only that, they are at the World Cup. They qualified. Viva la Chile, las chicas de roja. Those red chicks. Come on, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, to keep your eyes peeled for Javier Grez. Or Grez. Javier Grez. She's the shortest player at the World Cup. She's four foot ten. <gasps> no. Yeah, she's eighteen years old and she's four foot ten. So when I say keep your eyes, let keep your eyes peeled for her. I mean literally, keep your eyes peeled. You might miss her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're both all right there. We've all seen football angles on television, Joel. There's absolutely no conceivable <laughs> way that we could miss that her due to her height. It's possible you might miss her you in the know. box, maybe for a corner. Yes, yeah, the ball might sell over her head. That's certainly true. Um, a Villanelle, I'm not choosing one. I refuse to... Like, they had to unionise in order to get there. How about the Chilean FA? Well, right. Am we'll I right, Sadie? Yeah, you're right. I, I didn't I think I... I was going to call you son then. You're right, <laughs> son. You're right, son. Oh. That was her leg, not mine. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't choose the, the, the Villanelle because I've already chosen one of the other South, South American teams, FA, as the Villanelle in Argentina. Basically, there's a pattern emerging here in South America where the... Women's football is really, really neglected. Um, whether that's a cultural thing or a financial thing or both, uh, they basically really don't back women's football. So yes, let's have a Villanelle being the Chilean FA. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, and your voulez-vous? Who play? Who play avec moi, Sadie? For you can sing the Chilean team. I'll go. No, you have to tell it while we while oh. I sing it. You you've got to get on. Who is it? Oh shit! Sorry, um, Ryan Torero. Ryan Torero. Do you think that's how you pronounce that? Yeah, she's an American Chilean goalkeeper. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the first picture of her in her uniform, I was like, not sure. 
She looks quite young. She looks like she's having a little high school football picture taken. But then there's a pic. God, I'm so superficial. I knew this about myself already. I'm a very superficial person. There's a picture of her where she looks like she's posing as a model for Nike, potentially. She's got a little Nike tick there. There's a bit of free advertising for you, Nike. Um, and, 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 <laughs> that was the Adidas chat box. And she looks. <laughs> she just looks beautiful. She's brunette. It's got lovely glowing skin. Great eyebrows again. Great teeth. Very smiley. Don't you think she's fit? Are you not allowed to say anything? I think she's proper fit. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer it to broccoli. Kickball with foot, football, yeah. Final team in Group F. Sadie, it's the Swedish team. <gasps> also known as Blagult. Oh. I know what that means. What does it mean, Carl? It means, um, nice view. No. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> what does it mean? Why would that, just out of curiosity, why would the Swedish national women's football team be, be known as nice, nice view? view? Sexism. Right, no, it means blue and yellow. Blah. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Yep, good. Colours of the Swedish flag. Makes more sense. Um, and my niece to know stuff is just about how good they are, really. They're ranked ninth by FIFA. They've never won the tournament. They did come second once in 2003. They have an incredibly strong history of football uh, there. Uh, they've got a strong squad, strong players. They lost only one match during their entire qualifying campaign. They've also qualified for every single women's tournament since 1991. Their ever-presence in the World Cup. So this is their eighth tournament in a row. Yeah. So they are, they're, they're not necessarily favourites, especially in this group with America, but watch them they genuinely have a chance of winning it i also would like to tell you and this is a niche this is a niche niece to know fact niche niece to know niche to know oh i love it natalie bjorn one of their uh superstars has a tattoo on her leg of a weapon i know right you're thinking raheem sterling is the story similar to the fact that was her her father died in gun violence unlike raheem sterling no no she has a tattoo of a weapon and it is a gun because her middle name is gun Nice. <laughs> Natalie Gunbjorn has a gun on her leg. Nice to know. Nice to know. <laughs> Look, keep your eyes peeled for Hedvig Lindahl. Um, so we've, we've done a lot of talking about strikers. We've done a lot about forwards and exciting players. Yeah. Lindahl, absolutely excellent goalkeeper. Goalkeepers in women's game are much maligned because there's a lot of, you know, oh, they're too small to fit. They should play in smaller goals. Hedvig Lindahl, 36 years old, veteran, Chelsea goalkeeper, called up to the Sweden squad. I would say watch her because she is a quality shot stopper uh, and no amount of that sexism can uh, change my opinion on that fact. Um, the potential villanelle, however, is Anna Anvergord or Gard. Would you t- how do you pronounce it when there's an A above the li- like a little How circle? many A's are there? No, it's just one A, but there's a circle above it. Um, I would I have to ask our Swedish friends. So, uh, according That's to her it. national team manager, she has the classic nose for the target and knows where it is, Anna Anvergård. Sorry, um, she has the classic nose? Nose. She can smell goals. Instinctual, you know? Like a metaphorical nose. Yes, yeah, so she's not got a classical nose. I thought nose. you meant her nose was well suited. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, so for scoring goals. And and uh, her manager would not be wrong. She has an immense scoring record for her club. She has scored 104 goals in 89 appearances for her club, oh. Vaxjul. Um, and I'm only putting her as Villanelle because if you come into a tournament with a goal scoring record of better than a goal a game, you would better be putting your money where your nose is. <laughs> Nice, nice. Thank you very much. Call back. Um, so, yes, if she doesn't have a good World Cup, people will start to think that she's just a one-trick pony who can only score goals at club level. And finally, on Group F, voulez-vous... Who is it? I think it's great because you can sing it. Um, Alina Hurtig. That sounded a bit German, sorry. She just looks like a little pixie fairy, doesn't she? And on that note, we will end on Sweden. <laughs> We've got one more group to do, and we have finished our group coverage before the tournament starts in a matter of hours. We're getting excited. Let's come back for some sweet, sweet E. That's right. I don't know nothing about football, but I love my friends, so I'll watch you for them. Kickball with football, yeah. Oh, Canada. It's Group E. There's one big team up there. They're the top seed. It's Canada. Their nickname, the Canucks. Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a normal nickname for Canadian people, the Canucks. The Canucks. Sorry. Ah. I tried to look up what it means. There's no sort of defined meaning. It's just something that Canadians get called. Oh, you're a Canuck. And also, apparently, it's not offensive. 
No, no, they don't mind it. There's a there's a sports team who has that as their main nickname. I just try to think of other things we call them since I didn't know what that meant. But they were like the moose, and mm. you, like you, that's the plural of moose. The, ma- the maples. The maple moose, like is rubbish. Maple mooses. Oh, yeah. you can't say maple exactly. mooses. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go straight into the keep your eyes peeled. This, if you remember one thing about Canadian women's football, Sadie, okay. it's this name, Christine Sinclair. That name again? I knew that name already, Christine Sinclair. What do you know about it? I don't know. It just sounds very familiar. Well, it should because she is an absolute giant of the women's game. An absolute giant Goliath of the international women's game specifically. She's got 181 international That's goals. That's insane. Now, I, I sort of think that when we say these facts and stats about goal scoring, if you think about a game, you think, well, why is a goal a game a good average? I could score more than a goal. Surely the best player in the world could get four goals a game. And sometimes they do. But on average, over the amount of goals, you know, sometimes they don't score in a game. A goal a game average is incredible. Over a goal a game average is, is unheard of. Um, she is only four goals away from becoming the all-time top goal scorer in international football, male or female. Christine yes, Christine Sinclair. Sinclair! I guarantee you that Canada will be going all out to help her achieve that momentous feat. She's got those 181 goals in 282 caps. Wow. So, so wait, how many more? She, she only needs to score four, four more goals. More. So this World Cup, she could be making history. She can. <gasps> um, that's so, so exciting. exciting. So the only person that's got more, uh, who's on 183, 184, so she, yeah. Who's, the person on 184 is also a woman. Who is it? It's Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach! <laughs> we spoke about her in a previous episode. And she's Very American. Good. So there's also the Canadian-American rivalry oh, there. Yeah. Um, Abby Can Wambach. she do it? Do you think she can do it? That name again? Christine Sinclair. Do you think she can do it? Yeah, but couldn't Abby Wambach do she's it She's well? retired. Oh, right. Don't worry about then her. Then yes, Christine Sinclair, I believe in you. So that is Christine Sinclair. You can do it, Christine. Just four. Just four goals. Just four goals, Christine. The Villanelle. Sophie Schmidt. <laughs> she plays for the awesomely named Houston Dash. Ah, oh, great name. Houston Dash. She's a veteran of the team, just like uh, Christine Sinclair, but she's a midfielder. And as a midfielder in this team, she carries a heavy burden of responsibility to, to distribute and recycle the ball to the target woman, Christine Sinclair. Their game revolves around Sinclair so, so entirely that if Schmidt can't find her with that ball... Canada are not going to progress. We're going to blame, is, is, is or so... if she's offside when she passes it. Well, that would be. I'd blame Sinclair for that. That would be true. That's true. That would be Sinclair's fault. But I feel like Schmidt. Uh, therefore, the, what you're saying is her potential to be the Villanelle is if she ruins the narrative and Christine doesn't get her four goals. Needs to know. That's needs to know. They were quarter finalists at home soil in 2015. That's right. They hosted the last tournament. I did know that. Uh, they won bronze at the Olympics just a year later than that. So they're on good form. They've gone to the quarterfinals in 2015 to the semi-finals of the Olympics. Could they make the final this year? Uh, they're coming into the tournament in France. They've gone nine games unbeaten. Good for them. And they're outsiders for the trophy, even though they're on this good form. Uh, they're ranked fifth in the world. I think they can do it. They're one of the nice instances that we've had in this uh, sort of exploration of the teams where the female, the, sorry, the women's team is much better than the men's team yeah. in terms of their international stature. To be fifth in the world for the Canadian women's is normal. The men's team have never been anywhere near the top ten of English uh, of international football. Voulez-vous couplez avec moi? Da, 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 da. Okay. Love it. Love it. Sadie. Yeah. Who do we think for Canada? Nichelle Prince. Say that first name again. Is that not how you say it? No, Nichelle. It is. Nichelle. Isn't that? That's, oh, I've never heard of Nichelle, Nichelle before. M with an N. With no, an N. Nichelle with an N. I assume it's pronounced the same as Nichelle, but with mm, an N. Nichelle to know. Nichelle. Um, <laughs> would be Nichelle to know her, Sadie? Why? Nichelle Prince. She looks like a princess. Oh. Oh, little pun. Is that a pun? No, it's not a pun. Just princess um, by name. Well, prince by name. Prince by name. She's just very attractive. She's got a beautifully shaped face. Again, lovely teeth. Something's cropping up, cropping up for me again and again. She looks kind of glowing. She glows. She just radiates this energy of, I'd like to hang out with her. And if you did hang out with her, what do you think that she would say to you? What What do you think she would say to you? I don't know. Time for uh, the second team in Group E. They're going to be playing the Canucks in their first game. They're also beginning with letter C. It's Cameroon. 
Their nickname, the Indomitable Lionesses. Yes! Oh, come on! Indomitable. Fierce. Does that mean that you cannot dominate them? Yeah. Yes, it's like undominable, but that's not how English works. Well, let's just or see if in- they can be dominated. Imitable. That means that you can't be copied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's have some needs to know about this Cameroonian team. Uh, they were the surprise package in the Canadian World Cup four years ago. They were the only African team in that tournament to make it out of the groups and into the knockout stages. Uh, it was also their World Cup debut. What a way to announce yourself on the international women's game. They've only lost two of their past 14 matches at major tournaments. Wow. Um, in normal like time. 14 or 40? 14. That's so, still pretty great. So they've only played go. in one World Cup, so that's the major, the most major tournament. Yeah. So that must have been the Women's Cup of Nations in Africa. They must have played as well. So they're, they're, they're good. On the, on the top level. On they're a big in, occasion. They're they, indomitable. They step up. They're Le Keep Your Eyes Peeled player, Gael Nganamui. Uh, she's a lanky uh, attacker. <laughs> she's 27 the day before the game against Canada. So that's tomorrow. Happy birthday. No, okay. No. Yeah, happy birthday to Gail. Why not? Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Gail. Gail. Um, I just called you lanky. <laughs> I meant that as a compliment. Yeah, I liked it. It just Rangy. a bit random. Rangy's the it normal way like people it was say that. thrown in there. Like a rangy striker. So she had a wonderful year <laughs> the last World Cup, 2015. She scored three goals in the tournament. She was voted the African Women's Footballer of the Year. And she won the Golden Boot in Sweden for her club side, domestically. But that was four years ago. What's her name again? Her name is Gail Nganamui. Nganamui. I'm keeping a very keen eye out for her. Now, her issue in the, in the time in between 2015, the best year of her career, and now is that she's had a lot of injuries. Mm. Uh, but I want you to keep, like, keep your eyes peeled because if she's on form, she's a game changer. Um, but she is currently without a club. Oh, wow. The season finished in April in Spain. She left Malaga, so she is in the shop window. Uh, she's got to put herself about then. You know, she wants to be seen by all the big teams to be performing. This is her big chance. Uh, the Villanelle, Madeline Ngono Mani. Now, she's a bit of a Sinclair alike. She's 35 years old. She's Cameron's all time leading goal scorer. She scored 40 goals in 17 years in the team. Cool, blimey. Uh, but she's set to pe- play a bit role part in the tournament in France. I reckon she's going to be so desperate, desperate to make an impact that we'll, it's going to be a final World Cup. Surely she's 35. Um, that she'll selfishly shoot on sight instead of passing to her teammate. Oh, that's like a classic Gale. way to make yourself a Villanelle. There are also similar concerns about the 33-year-old goalkeeper, Annette Ngoden and Dom, and the defender, Christine Manny, who's 35. They're all ageing, they're coming to the end of their careers. Are, is their head going to be the right place to actually bring things to the team is for that, this tournament? Is that indomitable spirit still going to be indomitable, Sadie? Are they going to work as a team to get the job done? To get the Lionesses purring. Sadie, it's time for You Know What's For. Okay. Stell Johnson. Again, very smiley. I'm clearly attracted to people who just give off a warm vibe. We're going to crack on now with the next squad. It is New Zealand. Now, the New Zealand men's team, famous nicknaming rugby, is the All Blacks. Now, the men's team, as we found out last summer, they wear all white, as do the women. But they're not called the All Whites. Thank God. They're called the Football Ferns. The Football Ferns! The Football Ferns. I love it! I know it's spelled F-E-R-N-S, but I, and, and it refers to a fern as in the, the plant, but in my head... In your head is what? What does it mean in it's your head? It's a team of fern Britons. Not fern cottons. <laughs> not fern cottons. No. Or both. No, just, both. No, just Britons. Eleven fern Britons with fern <laughs> cotton on the bench. Fern Britons one of the nicest people. I met her once. Did you? She's so nice. Didn't she do... This is going off on a tangent, but at the Halloween bat mitzvah, she was on stage last year. Okay, there's a lot to unpick. There. <laughs> Hang on, who's bat mitzvah? Chalo- Halloween bat mitzvah. What's a Halloween? Oh my god, you've never heard of Halloween? Chalo- What's the Halloween bat mitzvah? It's um, it's like a big pretend bat mitzvah, but it's for queers, and it's for Halloween. But then it's the bread's called challah. Is that right? Hello. Oh, that would be oh, Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it then? Halloween, that would be. Halloween. I still wouldn't have got it. Bat Mitzvah. That is... And Vern Britain was there as like the fake aunt. It's like an immersive theatre thing as well. How have you not heard of this, Joel? Is she Jewish? Don't attack him for being Jewish, not knowing all the references. No, I just feel like... We've never covered my Judaism (laughs) on this podcast, but I'm glad we're doing it today. Um, I don't don't know. I've never heard of it. I don't know why Fern Britain would be there. I don't know either, but she was on stage and she did... sure it wasn't Vanessa Feltz? Because that would make more sense. It might be Vanessa. 
<laughs> Let's get back to the football ferns. <laughs> I think they're not named after Britain or Cotton, nay. I think they are named after the fern on the flag. Yeah. You know the famous sort of New Zealand fern? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a whole story about the New Zealand flag, but we don't have time for it today. Do you know it? And There's a whole no, new story about them trying to find a new flag, and they got some of the funniest. They did a public... Um, oh, my God. They did a public vote over changing the flag. Uh, and they did like a public like send in your pictures. Oh my God! What and then they put and then like and then they put them. It was a lot like voting at boatface. Some of them are just I can't remember any to describe, but some of them are hilarious. I encourage anyone to Google it because some of the options were so funny. And they obviously the the governing body or whoever like the government were like well, we can't have these, so they just like put in like half-assed versions of their initial flag, and then everyone was like well we're not going to change it then. True story. I like that story. Love it. Um, nice. That's nice to know. And so is this. Uh, New Zealand beat England in the Lionesses final friendly before the World Cup. Mm. That was unexpected. Very. Uh, they were the final team to qualify to secure qualification. And they scored 43 goals in qualification, which is a lot. That is a lot of goals. But they play in the sort of Asia qualifying area against some lesser teams, let's be fair. Mm. Uh, they finished bottom of the group stages at, the, at their four previous World Cups. They're not on good history for the World Cup as a team. But I believe in the female ferns. Their Lakeet Rise Peel player is Abby Erkeg. It might be Erseg. I'm going to say Erseg. It sounds better. Now, she is a, a really solid defender and she's a veteran. She's been a standout player for them for a long time. Uh, she plays for North Carolina Courage in the North, uh, in the National Women's Football, National Women's Soccer League in America. But she has qu- quit the, the football ferns, not once. But twice before. Oh. Uh, about various things, including financial conditions and also coaching methods. Uh, two repeating trends. A lack of good coaching and a lack of good financial conditions for players within the women's game. Something that we've definitely learned a lot about over the last uh, 23 teams. But she's back in the fold for this tournament. She's got 132 caps. Uh, and also keep an eye out for goalkeeper Erin Naylor, who plays for Bordeaux. So she's got lots of local fans that she's going to want to keep impressing. My Villanelle, Andreas Haraf. No, no, it sounds like a man's name. Andreas. Andrea. It is. It's like Andrea, Andrea, but with an S in the end. Andreas. That's right. Yeah, that's a good name. He's an Austrian man. Oh, I thought it was just a... Okay, you've pulled a fast one on us there. And he was yeah. New Zealand coach. Okay. Now, listen to the fact I said was. But he's still a very much a, a villain with an imprint on this team to this day. Uh, New Zealand recently were the first team to secure equal entitlements to their female internationals in comparison to their men's. They announced that both uh, the men's and women's team will receive equal pay in business class international travel for matches. Last June, a friendly against Japan was meant to stand as a symbol of this new equality. Um, but the coach at the time, Andreas Haraf, ruined the whole no way. celebration. Mm. Uh, his anti-football park the bus tactics led to a 3-1 home loss in Wellington. He said, well, we'll never have the equality to compete with Japan. Negative Nelly, right? Yeah. Negative Nelly, indeed. So the players responded, Abby Ersig, who I already mentioned, she said, You can see how I couldn't stand to wear that fern on my chest anymore when his vision was to cower in a corner and not get beat by too much. Wow. So she quit the team, along with 12 other players. Holy hell! Sorry, there were 12. So another eleven. That's a whole. <laughs> Still that's a whole, whole team. Starting no, team basically. Uh, following accusations, also. So there was that, but there's also a lot of accusations of him bullying the players. Um, so he's now been replaced by Glasgow-born Tom Samani, and all these players have come flooding back into the fold. So it's a really important tournament for the team. Yeah, huge. Especially as that you know they took a principled stance, and they need to they need to prove that their desire for more attacking football was 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 uh, well worth it, and not just them sort of saying we're better than we are. I'm anticipating that they won't finish they won't finish bottom. This, I think they're going to make history. I think this will be the first Fern team to not finish last in the. You're groups. a Fern fan, aren't you? I'm a Fern. There, I mean, they are my Fern, fern favorite. Fern fan. A Fern fan fan. Okay. <laughs> I've got actually I've got one more fact about and one more this is really nice to know. So New Zealand football's total budget for its nine national teams, I think that's across all ages, mm. is uh 3.6 million New Zealand dollars, which is about 1.8 million pounds. Uh but because of the Women's World Cup, more of that budget will be spent on the senior women's team than on the men's senior team. Yay! Yay! Is that nice? That is mm-hmm. nice. Is that just for this year though? Uh well, I think in a, probably in a men's World Cup year that would re- reverse. Yeah. But in most countries, the number will be never anywhere near, apart from obviously the US, which we've already discussed, which is always mm-hmm. half and half. Yep. Okay, that's New that Zealand. Nice to and know. I've got one more team, and they are. Excuse me. 
Oh, oh let's do it. The New Zealand team. Give me my, give me my sugar mamas. <laughs> it's uh, it's Steph Skilton here. No, oh. I don't think she's doing an accent. It is actually spelt with an I. It's yeah. not Skelton. It's Skilton. Skilton. So what do you like about her? But I like her skin. She does like have her. nice eyes and she does have nice skin. <laughs> and she does have nice hair. I can't believe it. 23 teams down, one team to go. We've done some Easter nose. We've done some Le Keep Your Eyes Peel. We've done some Villanelles. We've done some previously Mademoiselle Vavavooms, previously Madame Vavavooms, and now Voulez-vous couplet avec moi's. Kyle, don't keep us waiting any longer. Well, who is the last team we're going to be discussing in this group stage? They wear orange. Does that help, Sadie? Yes. Tell me. Dutch. That's it, the Netherlands. <laughs> And they're called, I was very say. much like the team in their group, the Cameroon team, they're also Lions. But aren't we, aren't England also Exactly, a there's yeah. a lot of Lions. There's a lot of Lions. Why lions love prowling lions? everywhere. But these ones are called the Orange Lionesses. So we've got the Lionesses, they're English. We've got the Indomitable Lionesses, that's the Cameroonians. And we've got the Orange Lionesses. Okay. Classic England, refu- refusing to sort of say the, anything else about our Lionesses. We've got the original ones. Yeah, ours, are, yeah, ours need no explaining. <laughs> Fun fact, I used to think that the song was three lines on his shirt, not three lions. You're not the first person to say that. Oh. We hear that a lot, but mm. that is, it's, isn't it shocking we then find out that you were wrong? Yeah. I had that with Mr. Brightside with nearly all of the lyrics. <laughs> what, what did you I think? thought it was turning snakes into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't remember what it actually is. I did learn and I was shocked. Anyway, here we go. Needs to know about the Netherlands. They won the Euros in 2017. So for a European team, that's the most recent major tournament. Okay. They are the current champions of that. They beat Denmark in the final. And that tournament was in the Netherlands. Always nice to win a home competition. Um, and then they uh, they also, to get to this tournament, though, it wasn't as easy as all that. They had to go to the playoffs. Uh, and they also, on the way to reach this tournament in the playoffs, they beat Denmark again. Bloody hell. So let's say Denmark are not best friends with Denmark Netherlands. Denmark hate them. You, you, I won't go that far, but Denmark them down. Um, they're one of the fa- one of the favourites of the tournament here, um, but this is only the second time they've ever qualified for a World Cup. The last time was in Canada in 2015, so they're definitely uh, new to being an elite team. The keeper eyes peeled. I showed you some of her goals. Uh, it's Viviane Medima. Did she's I've an- got a lot of time for Viviane Medima? I think she's an amazing footballer. I think I've got some things about her that you don't know. Oh, excited! I mean, she won the she won the Super Women's Super League this year. Joel and I on the, on the podcast have talked about Arsenal and Manchester City and their battle for the Women's Super League in England. Arsenal pipped Man City to the post, and she took home the PFA Player of the Year, beating England's Steph Houghton and Nikita Paris, who both play for City. Um, she also beat Kira Walsh and Cuth- Erin Cuthbert. Keth- Erin Cuthbert. We've discussed her earlier in a previous episode. They both play for Scotland, and uh, Ji So Yun, who South Korean but plays for Chelsea, she became. The top dog out of those five players by winning the PFA Player of the Year in England. Um, her compatriot, Virgil van Dijk, have you heard of him? Yes, because van Dijk was playing in the Liverpool v Tottenham Hotspurs game that I watched on Saturday. In and I Champions made a League little final. joke about Dick van Dijk's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> um, so Dick van Dijk's grandson, he won the men's equivalent. He won the PFA Player of the Year for the men. And it's the first time players from the same country have ever won it in the same year. As the men's and the women's, you mean? In the men's and the women's That's game. That's amazing. And I think that is even in English players. That's fantastic. Um, she scored 22 goals and got 10 assists wow. in the league. And they don't play more than about well, there's only 12 30 te- games. There's only 12 teams in the league, so... And she got 39 goals in 46 appearances in all competitions for Arsenal this season. She's only 22. She's she, Honestly, I think she's one of the best footballers in the world of either gender. I think she's so... Her... her I for goal, those goals that you showed Sadie being an example is extraordinary. I mean, if you're not looking out for Vivian Medema in the next few weeks, then what are you looking out for? Vule Vuku player, Mark She has already played 75 times for, Holland, uh, for Netherlands. At the age of 22, it seems impossible, but yeah. she's done it. Um, she's also, and this is a fact you did not know, Joel. She's the co-author of a series of illustrated children's books. What? That's right. Are there footballers in them? There is one, her name, Vivian Vertball, which I think means <laughs> Vivian Football. Um, she, she's done seven books in the range. Aww. Here are some of them. Let's have a look here. Oh, she's a legend. Um, there we go. There's some of the covers. Oh, my God. There's oh, one that so says... Good. They remind me of the Biff and Chip novels. Exactly. There's one with her in a field with some sheep where she's looking a bit confused. Well, because why would you play football in a field of sheep? I can tell you why. When she was growing up, 
her parents on a restaurant in a very plush country house and she used to get so bored that she used to run and play football in, in a field with sheep. Oh. Did she just play on her own? Yeah, well, no, she, she sheep. sheep. <laughs> um, oh so, Sadie, God. this made me think, Sadie, if you were going to have a series of illustrated children's books <laughs> featuring yourself, featuring myself, what would they be about? Oh my God, what would they be about? Well, they'd definitely involve attraction to multiple genders because I didn't see enough of that growing up to know that it was a normal thing. Um, and they'd probably involve some sort of... They'd also involve smashing, that's the word, smashing gender stereotypes, which I feel like she's probably doing with her novels already, having footballers. Mm-hmm. You know, like they always had those... I was read those Alan and Janet Alberg books mm. and it was always really exciting as they progressed slightly and then they'd have like... Mrs. Biff the Builder. Yeah. But what if Sadie, if it was you, and Sadie the what, do you think? Sadie the superhero. Nice. <laughs> Super Sadie. Super Sadie cleans the house at top speeds. Okay. Thereby smashing. Smashing gender stereotypes. No, I understand that, Sadie. No, but that would, be, that would be my superpower, <laughs> yeah, would I be to clean, clean like really, really well. That's not because I'm a woman. How dare you gender house cleaning, Joel? Superpower. Um, I, I, it's not my fault that what the gender stereotypes around cleaning are. <laughs> well, maybe Super Sadie will take on the villanelle, Stephanie van der Gracht. Oh, Stephanie van der Gracht is a great name. No. Van der Crack. Van der Gracht. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we've heard with Medema up front, the Dutch attack is supreme. They don't only have her in the front three, they'll also be Van der Sanden and Lika Martins. These are three top international players and club players as well. Uh, the midfield is also impeccable, but their defence, that's the issue for the Dutch. Now, one of their centre backs is Stephanie van der Graag. She's often injured. Uh, so, in this sort of tournament, to lose your centre back to injury during it would, it would be nothing short of a disaster for this team. Let's hope Stephanie can stay uncrocked. Hell yeah. And therefore not become a What villain. does crocked mean? Uncrocked. Oh, okay. And they've got time for one more. That's right, one more. Da 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 da. Voulez-vous que play avec moi? It's the Dutch one. Ce Just added the ce soir. Yeah, no, no. My Dutch voulez-vous is Lizkop. Lizkop. She's a goalkeeper. Oh. Again, sorry, gonna have to smay it. Smay it? Smay it, don't smay it. (laughs) Gonna have to say a lovely smile. I mean, listen, at this point. Kind eyes. At this point, our listeners can assume smile, (laughs) eyes, hair, skin, teeth. But do you know what I've had a thought about? Is actually, they've all. No, actually, she's just in her kit there. But in some of those pictures, they've all been photo. You know, they've been airbrushed and. And Sadie. It has been an absolute pleasure to, to take this journey with you. How's it been for you? It's been great. I've, I, felt, um, I felt like I've objectified people in a very superficial manner. That when We've kind of forced that on you, to be fair. <laughs> Mostly because we didn't think it was appropriate for us to do it. So, I mean, thank, um, thank you and for now helping I've us got, out. And now I've got a whole heap of female footballers to just go and gaze at. We've only been through eight teams, but which of those eight teams do you think you'll follow most religiously? Um, probably the US, to be honest. They, they are, they are, I'm, I'm pretty sure them or France will win it. I know we haven't spoken about France with you today. I haven't spoken about France, but, or, or I'm, I'm going to look out for Christine Sinclair from Canada, right? Yeah. The Canucks, Canucks, Canucks. Yeah. My God, you've listened. <laughs> Come on, Christine, get those four Come guys. Come on, Christine! <laughs> lady, what else you got coming up? Uh, well, we already spoke about my show algorithms, but let's just talk about it again. The bisexual Bridget Jones for the online generation. Bang! She might have changed the tagline, Joel. She has. I haven't. <laughs> That's all I've been talking about for the last three months. Now you just made a Kickstarter, didn't you? Congratulations. Just made a Kickstarter. Um, just been featured in the Evening Standards previews to watch out for. Ooh. So, um, if you're London-based, you can come see us on the 12th of July at the Old Red Lion Theatre. Or the 18th of July at Omnibus Theatre Clapham. Or if you're in Peterborough, by any chance, you can come see us. For the by-election. <laughs> you might be there for the by-election, but this is actually for Peterborough Pride. Whoop, whoop, on the 29th of June. Um, and then we're in Norwich for Norwich Pride on the 25th of July. So much pride happening. And then you're off to Edinburgh for and a whole month. I'm off to Edinburgh for a whole month. Well, if we don't see you before then, on coming to watch will. a match together. On we'll watch, watch a match, a match together. together. We can talk about Orlando Pride, which is not... <laughs> Pride in Orlando. It's a football team. Oh, I thought it was going to be to do with Orlando Bloom. No, it's Orlando, <laughs> Florida. They have a team called Orlando Pride. Oh, yeah. how lovely. 
So thank you so much. Thank you. We have loved it. Kyle and I will be back after this just to have a little chat about these groups and tell you what we've got planned. Listeners, thank you for sticking with us. We'll be getting ahead of stuff in a moment. So that brings us to the end, Joel. 24 teams. I am so excited. Groups E and F. I literally, honestly, I'm, I, 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 maybe I underestimated just, I've, maybe I've forgotten that last year during the Men's World Cup, I wasn't that excited beforehand. And then when we did this, I got really, really, really into it. And the same thing has happened this year. I cannot blooming wait to watch some games. You've got ammunition now. You've got narrative. That's, it's narrative with you. It's all about it's narrative. It's all about narrative. And by the time uh, this episode comes out, our listeners will have had a couple of days of games. A, B, C and D will all have kicked off and we'll know how exciting this World Cup's going to be. And Monday, the 10th of June, is the day to watch the first game in Group E. That's Canada versus Cameroon. And then Tuesday, you've got New Zealand versus Netherlands. And then Group F... Chile, Sweden, and USA, Thailand. So we're starting off with the hosts, France, that's tonight, and then the potentially the best team in the tournament are the last game in round one. Exciting stuff. Um, I've got an idea, Joel. Okay, hit me with it. Just a little a little fun thing to close off the, these sort of group episodes. <laughs> Let's go through the groups and we're allowed to say one thing we've remembered from each group. Oh my God, go for it. Yeah, we'll do it super quick. No, not much thinking time, okay? Not much thinking so, time. I've never liked thinking time. Group a, you're, I'm Group A, so you say the, the teams. France. I'm going to... Uh, the striker's called Le Sommaire. South Korea. G, So Young. Norway. Grasshoppers. Nigeria. Nigeria are not tipped to do very well in this tournament. Excellent, good stuff. That's okay, good Group stuff. B, Joel. Okay, come on then. Germany. Uh, well, it's got to be the, the ongoing soap opera with the coach. China. Uh, Wang Chuang. Spain. Uh, Spain are... Um, oh, uh, the growing uh, popularity of women's football, 60,000 people at the Wanda, Metrop- Wanda Metropolitana. Very nice. And South Africa. Their coach again, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, what an amazing human being Desiree Ellis is. Group C, Kyle. Australia. Sam, backward mother flipping Kerr. Italy. Uh, Sarah Gamma is a Barbie doll. Brazil. Marta. Jamaica. I didn't make it. Um, Jamaica, I'm going to go with Bunny Shaw. <laughs> Group D, Kyle, come on, bring it on. England. Uh, banned women's football for 50 years, but we're coming back with a bang. Scotland. Uh, are funding their women's players so they don't have to be semi-professional at this tournament. Argentina. Oh, the opposite end of the spectrum. What is up with the Argentinian FA? Respect your women's footballers. And Japan. Um, uh, the extraordinary tale of how they came together as World Cup winners to get through that earthquake and tsunami. E, Kyle. Canada. Uh, the Canucks. Cameroon. Oh, no. Sinclair! Sinclair the Cameroon. Come on. Sinclair. Cameroon. Cameroon. Uh, the indomitable lionesses. New Zealand. The fern, the football ferns. And the Netherlands. It's going to be all about those children's illustrations by... Uh, Vivian Medema. Vivian Medema. USA. Uh, well, I'm so torn. Um, so many exciting things. Let's go with an engaged couple having uh, a, a breakup. <laughs> They're not going to break up. Thailand. Oh, the shortest player in the in the tournament. Chile. No, sorry, that's the shortest player in the tournament. Thailand is uh, owned by a CEO, managed by a CEO. Chile is the shortest player in the tournament. Sweden. Um, ever presence at the World Cup. Can they finally make it this time? Well, I am shocked that we did that well. I can't believe we remember so much. Maybe our listeners remember so much as well. Listeners, I hope that you found this really informative. I cannot tell you how informative I found it. Um, uh, I've learned a lot from you, Carl, and I learned a lot doing my own research. And thank you so much to Sadie for this episode and also to the indomitable... Lolo Brow. Very nice. Thank you very much. And, and to, of course, to Amy Fleming. And to Gaelic football correspondent Amy Fleming for uh, the first episode on uh, Groups A and B. And who coined probably the overall phrase for our whole group e- uh, episodes. Joel, bring on the women. Bring them on. And we've brought them on. Kyle, what are we going to be doing later in the World Cup? Will we be watching some games together? We'll be doing some watch-alongs. Uh, and in the meantime, before we get onto those, come back and listen to those, obviously, we'll be, as we get to knockout stages, the, even the semi-finals, maybe even the final, who knows? But we need and would like you very much to help us spread the word of this podcast for the Women's World Cup to more female listeners. 
We really do. We would like we would like as, as many people as possible to listen to this, uh, get excited about these facts. Uh, hopefully that will inspire you to go and watch the Women's World Cup. It's a real opportunity, this Women's World Cup, to have more uh, gender balance in watching football, uh, both men and women watching the Women's World Cup. So please share, 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 share. Just recommend it to people that you think should be watching the World Cup or would enjoy it as a little sort of accompaniment to give them some give them something to sort of hook onto. to. That's like a moose bouche, if you will, before the main course of the football arrives. Why not? And a moose bouche. Yeah, that's not isolating. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh it's French. Well oh, done, Joel. Oh, I'm always putting you down. Yeah you are. When you're at your most intelligent. I know a moose bouche would have been quite good for the uh for the <laughs> Mademoiselle Vavavooms. What and a, a, a pleasant face. A funny face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We've had a great time. Like, share, subscribe to the Absolute Wadi Football Podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janot Bazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. Voulez-vous que play avec moi? Voulez-vous que play avec moi? Voulez-vous que play avec moi? It's the Dutch one. Ce soir.